Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. this Sunday, October 16th, 7 p.m. in the lab. Tickets are available at the Hollywood Improv website. It's also available on my website, gracejungcomedy.com. So please visit, please buy a ticket, please come, please say hello. If you're in Los Angeles, I would love to see your face, so please stop by. Today, I'll be covering the show Little Women, which is a 2022 Korean drama written by Jung Seo-kyung. And she is a very prolific screenwriter, and she's perhaps most well-known for collaborating with the renowned Korean filmmaker Park Chan-wook. So she's co-written for movies like Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, I'm a Cyborg, But That's Okay, Thirst, The Handmaiden, and most recently, Decision to Leave, which is Park Chan-wook's latest movie, and it is going to be opening in U.S. theaters on October 14th, so this Friday. What's unique about Little Women is that it is directed by a woman. Yeah, it's directed by TV director Kim Hee-won, and most Korean dramas, as you know, are typically written by women, and directed by men, but this show is written and directed both by women. Kim Hee-won directed shows like Vincenzo, which you've all seen. She also directed The Crowned Clown. She directed the show Money Flower, and she directed the show Warm and Cozy. Little Women has only 12 episodes. Now, I'm not sure if that's because the show was not performing well. When I looked at the ratings, it is in the top 50 highest rated cable series in Korea. So I'm not sure if it has anything to do with ratings per se, but relative to some of the other shows, it hasn't performed that well. I don't know if it's because of maybe the critics reception or the fandom reception, but I can see why this show would not be thriving when it comes to the fandom circuit, only because this show is relying on the star power of Kim Go-un and Wee Ha-jun, but other than that, it doesn't really have a whole lot going for it. Little Women was not the easiest show for me to get through. There are way too many plot twists, way too many moments of exposition that comes retroactively, and it was just causing a huge neck ache for me. Just too many instances where I had to turn around and be like, well, what's that about? What is that about? And uh, I did lose momentum at times when I was watching this series and I had to stop and be like, I mean, do, do I even finish this? But when I noticed that it only has 12 episodes, I was like, I guess I'll just get through it. And yeah, I was just not all that interested in the motives that these women had. But there are a couple of things that stood out to me thematically, and I think they are worth analyzing. So, one theme in Little Women is intergenerational trauma. In an earlier episode, Inhe, the youngest sister, she starts to hallucinate after inhaling the scent from the blue ghost orchid, and she sees her mother running with a dead baby daughter. And although Inhe wasn't born yet, 
to know about this and experience it. She has a memory of it embedded in her subconscious. So this instance is similar to Hyorin when she was able to visually uh, come up with the image of a dead woman hanging in a closet with the red shoes on without having been at the scene of the crime where that very image was present. Of course, later on, there are explanations for why these girls can visualize these things. But the pattern here is that the girls can visualize or sense a trauma that their mothers have experienced. So in the case with Inhe, her mother did lose a daughter, right? And that is a trauma for the mother. In the case with Hyorin, she can sense the agony that her mother went through when that woman saw her mom hanging in the closet dead, right? Which we find out about in the final episode. And there is scientific evidence that trauma is passed down between generations. And that is what I'm calling here intergenerational trauma. And there's a lot of things written about it. It's a huge discourse, intergenerational trauma. It's a discourse that's increasingly growing. So you guys can check it out on your own. There's an experiment that they conducted, which is commonly cited. So they took a bunch of mice and they would shock the mice with electricity while exposing them to the scent of cherry blossoms. And then after those mice gave birth, the baby mice would react with disturbance to the scent of cherry blossoms, even though they were not being shocked with electricity. What this is suggesting is that there's evidence of trauma affecting our DNA, which gets passed down to the next generation when we give birth. So while this is very, very subtle, I would say it's very much a presence in the show Little Women, this theme of intergenerational trauma. And I don't think it's any accident that the show references intergenerational trauma in reference to the Vietnam War. Because when we talk about the Vietnam War in the context of South Korea, we do have to talk about the Korean War. There were a lot of wars, a lot of uprisings, a lot of violence and turmoil throughout Asia during this period. Okay, so we had the Korean War in the 1950s, which caused severe trauma. Intergenerational trauma, trauma being passed down from that is very much a thing. And then you have the Vietnam War, where South Korean mercenary soldiers were hired by America to service their American cause. And while many South Korean men were recruited as mercenary soldiers, they were doing this for money. They were not doing it because they had any allegiance to America or America's agenda. It was solely to make money so that they can come back and support their families. The implication in Little Women, as we see in the final episode, is that since Korean soldiers are not America's own, they are considered dispensable by America and they get sent on a mission in Vietnam while the their their mother country cuts a deal with America to benefit financially. So there's a theme of abandonment here as well. The motherland giving up the sons to America's cause regardless whether or not they live or die, it's only about money. In his mother steals from her daughters and runs away to the Philippines, leaving her daughters behind. This is also a form of abandonment, right? And then we have the same thing with Hyorin's mother. Hyorin's mother is obsessed with this uh, 
this scheme that's going on in her in her mind and her greed overrides her daughter's well-being so this betrayal from the mother that leads to patriarchal obsession is very much a theme in little women as we later see everyone who was influenced by this blue orchid flower they're all part of general one's cult okay there's an unrelenting commitment to his ideology and his intention with the promise that all of them will be taken care of monetarily and politically there is a suggestion that violent patriarchy is driven by a sense of hurt abandonment and betrayal other than this show being entitled little women and the fact that there are sisters there isn't a whole lot that is based on the book written by Louisa May Alcott, but I would say there are some aspects that hint or suggest some similarities between the two. So In Gyeong, right, the second oldest, she's definitely like Joe March, and Joe March is the second oldest in the book. Much like Joe, In Gyeong is very active, very aggressive, very masculine, and righteous. And Joe is a writer in the book and In Gyeong is also kind of a writer. She's a reporter and she's a journalist, so that's a writer. Meg March, the oldest, is somewhat like Inju. Meg lives in poverty and she hates it and Inju lives in poverty and she hates it and they both share this frustration so I would say that's the similarity between those two. Beth March in the book, she dies, okay? Spoiler alert, she dies. Amy March, however, is a painter in the book, and Inhe, the youngest, much like Amy, they're both painters. But unlike the book, it's Ingyung who had the opportunity to benefit from her aunt's wealth. Whereas in Alcott's story, it was Amy who benefited. So Inhe had a benefactor as well, but the benefactor was not her aunt. It was mostly her friend Hyorin's family, right? But at the end of Little Women, Amy marries a wealthy man who was initially in love with Joe. In the show Little Women, we have Inhe ending up with Hyorin, which is a very, very interesting ending, right? There's this queer love implication here in the ending of these two girls who live, leave behind their dysfunctional family so that they can be together and be each other's chosen family, traveling the world together as artists. I know that this show had some media attention around its aesthetics, like how the poster for Little Women, the TV show, looked very similar to Shiseido's artwork, right? There was some plagiarism issues. Um, that's not a very uh, unique thing. Uh, South Korea is very often accused of plagiarizing Japanese art and media, and that's just how it has been. So this is no different from all those other instances, right? I'm not sure if, uh, if I agree with the fact that this show glorifies South Korea's history in Vietnam because maybe the soldiers in this show are being glorified, right, by the characters, but all of those characters are problematized on the show. They all have issues. They're part of a weird cult and they're all committing suicide for the sake of this cult while being very corrupt with money. So none of them are honorable characters, right? So if anything, it is a critique of a problematic patriarchal cult. So I'm not sure if I quite agree with the media backlash that this is getting, but 
I would take more offense if I was in Vietnam, if I was the Vietnamese government, I would take more offense to how they are otherizing Vietnam through the use of this blue ghost orchid, saying that it causes hallucinogenic effects and that it is an outlawed product because it's basically a drug. And it's funny because while, you know, South Korean politicians and these powerful people are the ones that are using this flower, South Korea, on the other hand, is considered very rigid when it comes to drug laws. So it's like, it's as if they need another country to uh, blame for the, for the origin of this flower, which has this drug. But the plagiarism aspect that I would have paid more attention to when it came to Little Women is the fact that they took the writer uh, from this for this show, she took from the movie Adaptation, which was written by Charlie Kaufman and directed by Spike Jones. And in that in that movie, there is an orchid called the ghost. All right. It wasn't a blue orchid. It was an orchid. It was a white orchid. And in that movie, they also take this orchid, which the Native Americans in Florida are able to uh, find, and they know the significance of this orchid in that it, it also can be extracted for drugs, which cause hallucinogenic effects. So that aspect was very much plagiarized from this movie. So I don't know why we're paying attention to these other things when the very content was taken out of that movie and inserted into the show. So either way, when it comes to the otherizing, okay, of another country and cultural insensitivity, I feel like Korean drama writers and directors and producers need to pay closer attention. They need to pay closer attention to cultural representation and they need to have greater sensitivity when it comes to whether or not they're otherizing a country or making a country look negative. I heard that the show Narco Saints is in hot water because they made that Latin American country look like a drug-infested country. So there are all these problems that are arising from K-dramas nowadays because they're uh, increasingly globalized. I mean, they are already globalized given Netflix's presence everywhere. And K-drama writers, they do need to be a little bit more sensitive. And also, come on, be more original. Why are you taking from a Charlie Kaufman movie? Like, I've seen that movie adaptation a zillion times. As soon as I saw an orchid in this show and they called it a ghost, I was like, oh my God, are you fucking serious? Okay, so yeah, when it comes to plagiarism, I think these Korean drama writers can be a little bit better with that too. I have no guest today. I was supposed to have a guest, but she canceled very, very last minute. So there was, there is no guest. It's just me. So yeah, we'll keep this short. And I am considering keeping these episodes shorter, uh, moving on into the future. I don't know. I might do a season two of K-Drama School podcast. I will probably have very infrequent guests, meaning I'll have a guest if I have the time and if there's a guest available, but other, otherwise, I probably won't be pushing it. So these are just things that I'm thinking about and they're in the works. So yeah, thank you for listening.